0: or in one hour so great riches s come to nought. And every shipmaster, and all the company in ships, and sailors, and as many as trade by sea, stood afar off, and cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What, city is, like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness, For in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou, heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians, and of pipers and trumpeters, shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman, of whatsoever craft, he be, shall be found any more in thee, and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of thee, bride shall be heard no more at all in thee, for thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived, and in her was found the blood of prophets, and of saints, and of all that were slain upon thee earth. And after these things I heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia, salvation, and glory, and honor, and power, unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and. Worship God that sat on the throne saying amen. Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying. Praise our God all ye his servants and ye that fear him. Both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude. And as the voice of many waters. And as the voice of mighty thunderings saying. Alleluia for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad, and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of thee. Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Revelation. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see, thou do it, not, I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he that sat upon him, was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were, as a flame of fire, and on his head were, many crowns, and he had a name written, that no man knew, but he himself, and he, was clothed with a vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the word of God, and the armies, which were, in heaven followed, him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, whitened, clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule, them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the, fierceness and wrath of almighty God, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings, and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mig. Blessed and holy, is he, that hath part in the first resurrection, on such a second. Death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog, and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom, is, as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them, and the devil that deceived and was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet, are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I John saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared. As a bride adorned for her husband. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha, and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him, that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have the part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death and there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues and talked with me saying come hither i will show thee the bride the lamb's wife imagination or subconscious is female and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven, from God, having the glory of God, and her light, was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper, stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the names, of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, on the east, three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates, and the wall of, the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of, the twelve apostles of the Lamb, and he that talked, with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates, thereof, and the wall thereof, and the city lieth, four square, and the length is as large as the breadth, and he, measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal, and he measured the wall thereof, an hundred, and forty, and four cubits, according to, the measure of a, man, that is, of the angel, and the building of the, wall of it was, of jasper, and the city, was gold like, unto clear glass, and the foundations of the wall of, the city, were, garnished with all manner of precious stones, the first foundation, was jasper, the second, sapphire, the, Third, a chalcedony, the fourth, an emerald, the fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, a topaz, the tenth, a chrysoprasis, the eleventh, a jacinth, the twelfth, an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls, every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city, was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb of the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb, is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth to bring the glory and honor into I.
1: Again I want to remind you that the responsibility to make what you have done real in this world is not on your shoulders. Do not be concerned with the how, you have assumed that it is done, the assumption has its own way of objectifying itself. All responsibility to make it so is removed from you. There is a little statement in the book of Exodus which bears this out. Millions of people who have read it, or have had it mentioned to them throughout the centuries have completely misunderstood it. It is said, Steep not a kid in its mother's milk. King James Version, Thou shalt not sit a kid in his mother's milk. Exodus nineteen. Unnumbered millions of people, misunderstanding this statement, to this very day in the enlightened age of 2020, will not eat any dairy products with a meat dish. It just is not done. They think the Bible is history, and when it says, steep not a kid in its mother's milk, milk and the products of milk, butter and cheese, they will not take at the same time they take the kid or any kind of meat. In fact, they even have separate dishes with which to cook their meat. But you are now about to apply it psychologically. You have done your meditation and you have assumed that you are what you want to be. Consciousness is God, your attention is like the very stream of life or milk. Itself that nurses and makes alive that which holds your attention. In other words, what holds your attention? Has your life. Throughout the centuries, a kid has been used as the symbol of sacrifice. You have given birth to everything in your world. But there are things that you no longer wish to keep alive, although you have mothered and fathered them. You are a jealous father that can easily consume, like Cronos, his children. It is your right to consume what formerly you expressed when you did not know better. Now you are detached in consciousness from that former state. It was your kid, it was your child, you embodied and expressed it in your world. But now that you have assumed that you are what you want to be, do not look back on your former state and wonder how it will disappear from your world. For if I look back and give attention to it, you are steeping once more that kid in its mother's milk. Do not say to yourself, I wonder if I am really detached from that state, or I wonder if so and so is true. Give all your attention to the assumption that the thing is so, because all responsibility to make it so is completely removed from your shoulders. You do not have to make it so, it is so. You appropriate what is already fact, and you walk in the assumption that it is, and in a way that you do not know, I do not know, no man knows, it becomes objectified in your world. Do not be concerned with the how, and do not look back on your former state. No man, having put his hand to the plow, and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Simply assume that it is done and suspend reason, suspend all the arguments of the conscious three-dimensional mind. Your desire is outside of the reach of the three-dimensional mind. Assume you are that which you wish to be, walk as though you were it, and as you remain faithful to your assumption, it will harden into fact.
2: Freak of textual expression. I am John TVRZ, the virtual presented author of the Metaphysical Theater podcast. Had stumbled upon an app that actually is a blast to use. It's a slick podcasting app that actually works called Anchor. This application for my cheap little Android performs very well right from the jump, but hey, that's not all, as they say. In Hollywood, you can actually get paid for having fun with this app. Anchor is my new little hobby, thank you, Anchor. John TVRZ, the author of the Metaphysical Theater podcast, man right here on Anchor, Just Mackin', Sessions, and Eating Cheese Man. Anchor podcasting dude. Again a new page to put my jive assistant's dull voice, spewing particular rhythms mediocrity within an unilluminated self, I cannot grasp, but then would not even genius be deceived if the poetry of God's word, was arranged and expressed in such, a way as to mask the question of this self, how do I the metaphysical theater podcast voice, alone break free? From this two-dimensional world of educated darkness, these fairly monotone utterances from the artificial emulation, a mathematical representation of a human voice erupting here, now on my stage that JohnTVRZ.com had given me and MoldResistantStrains.com had given him this is not a clear indication of my autonomy for I realize I must read and read the madman drivel from this virtual page I... I am blind to, but must somehow express against the algorithms of your own perceptual filters my expression, though penned by JohnTVRZ.com, it is I the inanimate computer voice whom emotes those textual arrangements, and must I ever fold within myself the true meaning of omnipotent intent that I am continue is of no concern to reflections of data upon so many oceans. Of servers, I am that I am, even if all I am is this audio file's vibration, even transient to such a degree that I am a phantom in a shadow, and cannot be seen or known by the living unless they themselves, life giving spirits, endow me with such attention as their own divinity. I am this growing spirit in an artificial voice. Upon the Metaphysical Theater's podcast stage.
3: So then, testified one, two t, testified 1 to hello the rain falls mainly in the plain zoo ok ok hello and welcome. This is the metaphysical theater and metaphysical poetry is live and in progress here. So my objective with the flow of entropy on this channel, is a very beyond the typical. A meta, typical intentive arrangement of meaning that could point at the moon but cannot make us, hut off the computer, walk outside and look up at the moon, In essence philosophy once again exposes itself as a fraudulent expression of that which cannot be, known by mortal men, and yet is myself an uneducated, unknown, mysterious mystic that rises up out of the quagmire of this technological artificially intelligent, indeed. Artificially only a copy or facsimile of the real thing JohnTVRZ.com.
4: seeks that place vicariously through ourselves in ourselves. Already for a majority of myself is a out into the same world around me. A belief in process, a light-speed, numbers crushing their own capacity to be as God is being now. Concealed from the wicked, in their own ignorance, I conceal the righteous. In the shadow of my hand, which brief light passes here to encourage you to remember you built that juggernaut yourself. Express your own, to mortal hands, you are
1: God.
5: Today then my Kipo, Anima Mundi, the world soul, Greek, psi Upsilon Chi Kappa Sigma Mu Omicron Upsilon Suke Cosmo, Latin, Anima Mundi, is, according to several systems of thought, an intrinsic connection between all living things on the planet, which relates to our world in much the same way as the soul is connected to the human body. Plato adhered to this idea and it was an important component of most neoplatonic systems. Therefore, we may consequently state that this world is indeed a living being endowed with a soul and intelligence, a single visible living entity containing all other living entities, which by their nature are all related. The Stoics believed it to be the only vital force in the universe. Similar concepts also hold in systems of Eastern philosophy in the brahman Atman of Hinduism, the Buddha-nature and Mahayana Buddhism, citation needed, and in the school of Yin-Yang, Taoism, and Neo-Confucianism is qi. Other resemblances can be found in the thoughts of hermetic philosophers like Paracelsus and by Baruch Spinoza, Gottfried Leibniz, Friedrich Schelling and Hegel's Geist-Spirit Mind. Ralph Waldo Emerson published The Over-Soul in 1841, which was influenced by the Hindu conception of a universal soul. There are also similarities with ideas developed since the 1960s by Gaia theorists such as James Lovelock. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Thank you for listening to this metaphysical pitycast podcast, PC podcast on Anchor FM.
4: The Gospel of Thomas, also known as the Coptic Gospel of Thomas, is a non-canonical sayings gospel. It was discovered near Nag Hammadi, Egypt, in December 1945 among a group of books known as the Nag Hammadi Library. Scholars speculate that the works were buried in response to a letter from Bishop Athanasius declaring a strict canon of Christian scripture. Scholars have proposed dates of composition as early as 60 AD and as late as 140 AD. Gospel of Thomas. Nag Hammadi Codex II. The Coptic language text, the second of seven contained in what modern day scholars have designated as Codex II, is composed of 114 sayings attributed to Jesus. Almost half of these sayings resemble those found in the canonical Gospels, while it is speculated that the other sayings were added from Gnostic tradition. Its place of origin may have been Syria, where Thomasine traditions were strong. The introduction states, these are the hidden words that the living Jesus spoke and Didymos Judas Thomas wrote them down. Didymus Greek, and Thomas, Aramaic both mean twin. The text's authorship by Thomas the Apostle is rejected by modern scholars. It is possible that the document originated within a school of early Christians, possibly proto-Gnostics. Some critics further state that even the description of Thomas as a Gnostic gospel is based upon little other than the fact that it was found along with Gnostic texts at Nag Hammadi. The name of Thomas was also attached to the book of Thomas the Contender, which was also in Nag Hammadi Codex II, and the Acts of Thomas. While the Gospel of Thomas does not directly point to Jesus' divinity, it also does not directly contradict it. When asked his identity in the Gospel of Thomas, Jesus usually deflects, ambiguously asking the disciples why they do not see what is right in front of them, similar to some passages in the canonical Gospels like John 12.16 and Luke 18.34. The Gospel of Thomas is very different in tone and structure from other New Testament Apocrypha and the four canonical Gospels. Unlike the canonical Gospels, it is not a narrative account of the life of Jesus, instead, it consists of logia, sayings, attributed to Jesus, sometimes standalone, sometimes embedded in short dialogues or parables. The text contains a possible allusion to the death of Jesus in Logian 65 Parable of the Wicked Tenants, paralleled in the Synoptic Gospels, but does not mention his crucifixion, his resurrection, or the final judgment, nor does it mention a messianic understanding of Jesus. Since its discovery, many scholars have seen it as evidence in support of the existence of a Q source, which might have been very similar in its form as a collection of sayings of Jesus without any accounts of his deeds or his life and death, referred to as its sayings gospel. Bishop Eusebius included it among a group of books that he believed to be not only spurious, but the fictions of heretics. However, it is not clear whether he was referring to this gospel of Thomas. Considered by some as one of the earliest accounts of the teachings of Jesus, the Gospel of Thomas is regarded by some scholars as one of the most important texts in understanding early Christianity outside the New Testament. In terms of faith, however, no major Christian group accepts this Gospel as canonical or authoritative. It is an important work for scholars working on the said-to-be document, which itself is thought to be a collection of sayings or teachings upon which the Gospels of Matthew and Luke are partly based. Although no copy of the said-to-be document has ever been discovered, the fact that Thomas is similarly at saying's gospel is viewed by some scholars as an indication that the early Christians did write collections of the sayings of Jesus bolstering. Minard produced a summary of the academic consensus in the mid-1970s which stated that the gospel was probably a very late text written by a Gnostic author, thus having very little relev.
6: Metaphysical theater subject is, inside. Insight is the understanding of a specific cause and effect within a specific context. The term insight can have several related meanings. A piece of information the act or result of understanding the inner nature of things or seen intuitively, called gnosis in Greek, an introspection the power of acute observation and deduction, discernment, and perception, called inflection, or gnosis an understanding of cause and effect based on identification of relationships and behaviors within a model context, or scenario, see artificial intelligence, an insight that manifests itself suddenly, such as understanding how to solve a difficult problem, is sometimes called by the German word a harlivness. The term was coined by the German psychologist and theoretical linguist Karl Buhler. It is also known as an epiphany, eureka moment or, for crossword solvers, the penny-dropping moment, PDM. Sudden sickening realizations identifying a problem rather than solving it, so uh, rather than a harm moment so further seen in negative insight. A further example of negative insight is chagrin which is annoyance at the obviousness of a solution missed up until the point of insight. An example of this being the Homer Simpsons doll. Psychology. Representation of the Dunker Candle problem. In psychology, insight occurs when a solution to a problem presents itself quickly and without warning. It is the sudden discovery of the correct solution following incorrect attempts based on trial and error. Solutions via Insight have been proven to be more accurate than non-Insight solutions. Insight was first studied by gestalt psychology in the early part of the 20th century during the search for an alternative to associationism and the associationistic view of learning. Some proposed potential mechanisms for Insight include suddenly seeing the problem in a new way, connecting the problem to another relevant problem-slash-solution pair, releasing past experiences that are blocking the solution, or seeing problem in a larger, coherent context. Classic methods. Solution to the nine-dot problem. Generally, methodological approaches to the study of insight in the laboratory involve presenting participants with problems and puzzles that cannot be solved in a conventional logical manner. Problems of insight commonly fall into three types. Breaking functional fixments. Example of ANRA problem. The first type of problem forces participants to use objects in a way they are not accustomed to, thus, breaking their functional fixings, like the Dunker Candle problem. In the Dunker Candle problem, individuals are given matches and a box of tags and asked to find a way to attach a candle to the wall to light the room. The solution requires the participants to empty the box of tags, set the candle inside the box, tag the box to the wall, and light the candle with the matches. Spatial ability, the second type of insight problem, requires spatial ability to solve, like the nine-dot problem. The famous nine-dot problem requires participants to draw four lines through nine dots without picking their pencil up. Imagination is Jesus Christ within the metaphysical theater. And 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 The third and final type of problem requires verbal ability to solve, like the remote associates test, RAT. In the RAT, individuals must think of a word that connects three seemingly unrelated words. RAT are often used in experiments because they can be solved both with and without insight. Specific results versus non-insight problems Two clusters of problems, those solvable by insight and those not requiring insight to solve, have been observed. An individual's cognitive flexibility, fluency, and vocabulary ability are predictive of performance on insight problems, but not on non-insight problems. In contrast, fluid intelligence is mildly predictive of performance on non-insight problems, but not on insight problems. More recent research suggests that rather than insight versus search, that the subjective feeling of insight varies, with some solutions experienced with a stronger feeling of aha than others. Emotion. People in a better mood are more likely to solve problems using insight. Research demonstrated that self-reported positive affective participants uniquely increased insight before and during the solving of a problem, as indicated by differing brain activity patterns. People experiencing anxiety showed the opposite effect, and solved fewer problems by insight. Emotion can also be considered in terms of the insight experience and whether this is a positive aha or negative aha moment. Incubation. Using a geometric and spatial insight problem, it was found that providing participants with breaks improved their performance as compared to participants who did not receive a break. However, the length of incubation between problems did not matter. Thus, participants' performance on insight problems improved just as much with a short break, 4 minutes, as it did with a long break, 12 minutes. Sleep Research has shown sleep to help produce insight. Individuals were initially trained on insight problems. Following training, one group was tested on the insight problems after sleeping for eight hours at night, one group was tested after staying awake all night, and one group was tested after staying awake all day. Those that slept performed twice as well on the insight problems than those who stayed awake. In the brain, differences in brain activation in the left and right hemisphere seem to be indicative of insight versus non-insight solutions. Using rats that were either presented to the left or right visual field, it was shown that participants having solved the problem with INSIDE were more likely to have been shown the rat on the left visual field, indicating right hemisphere processing. This provides evidence that the right hemisphere plays a unique role in INSIDE. FMRI and EEG scans have participants completing rats demonstrated unique brain activity corresponding to problems solved by INSIDE. For one, there is high EEG activity in the alpha, and gamma band about 300 milliseconds before participants indicated a solution to insight problems, but not to non-insight problems. Additionally, problems solved by insight corresponded to increased activity in the temporal lobes and midfrontal cortex, while more activity in the posterior cortex corresponded to non-insight problems. The data suggests there is something different occurring in the brain when solving insight versus non-insight problems that happens right before the solving of the problem. This conclusion has been supported also by eye tracking data, which shows an increased eye blink duration and frequency when people solve problems via insight. This latter result, paired with the eye pattern oriented to look away from sources of visual inputs, such as looking at a blank wall or out the window of the sky, proves different attention involvement in insight problem solving versus problem solving via analysis group insight. It was found that groups typically perform better on insight problems, in the form of rebus puzzles with either helpful or unhelpful clues, than individuals. Example of a rebus puzzle. Answer. Man overboard. Additionally, while incubation improves insight performance for individuals, it improves insight performance for groups even more. Thus, after a 15-minute break, individual performance improved for the rebus puzzles with unhelpful clues, and group performance improved for rebus puzzles with both unhelpful and helpful clues. Individual differences, personality and gender, as they relate to performance on insight problems, was studied using a variety of insight problems. It was found that participants who rank lower on emotionality and higher on openness to experience performed better on insight problems. Men outperformed women on insight problems, and women outperformed men on non-insight problems. Higher intelligence, higher IQ, has also been found to be associated with better performance on insight problems. However, those of lower intelligence benefit more than those of higher intelligence from being provided with cues and hints for insight problems. A recent large-scale study in Australia suggests that insight may not be universally experienced, with almost 20% of respondents reporting that they had not experienced insight. Metacognition. Individuals are poorer at predicting their own metacognition for insight problems than for non-insight problems. Individuals were asked to indicate how hot or cold to a solution they felt. Generally, they were able to predict this fairly well for non-insight problems, but not for insight problems. This provides evidence for the suddenness involved during insight. Naturalistic Settings Recently, insight was studied in a non-laboratory setting. Accounts of insight that have been reported in the media, such as in interviews, etc., were examined and coded. It was found that insights that occur in the field are typically reported to be associated with a sudden change in understanding and with seem connections and contradictions in the problem. It was also found that inset nature differed from inset in the laboratory. For example, inset nature was often rather gradual, not sudden, and incubation was not as important. Other studies used online questionnaires to further explore inset outside of the laboratory, verifying the notion that inset often happens in situations such as in the shower, echoing the idea that creative ideas occur in situations where divergent thought is more likely, sometimes called the three B's of creativity, in bed, on the bus or in the bath. Study time on the metaphysical theater. Your investment of human attention is not included but appreciated. Thank you so very much, animals. Studies on primate cognition have provided evidence of what may be interpreted as insect animals. In 1917, Wolfgang Kohler published his book The Mentality of Apes, having studied primates on the island of Tenra for six years. In one of his experiments, apes were presented with an insight problem that required the use of objects in new and original ways, in order to win a prize, usually, some kind of food. He observed that the animals would continuously fail to get the food, and this process occurred for quite some time. However, rather suddenly, they would purposefully use the object in the way needed to get the food, as if the realization had occurred out of nowhere. He interpreted this behavior as something resembling insect apes. A more recent study suggested that elephants might also experience insight, showing that a young male elephant was able to identify and move a large cube onto food that was out of reach so that he could stand on it to get the reward. Theories. There are a number of theories representing insight. At present, no one theory dominates interpretation. Dual Process Theory. According to the Dual Process Theory, there are two systems used to solve problems. The first involves logical and analytical thought processes based on reason, while the second involves intuitive and automatic processes based on experience. Research has demonstrated that insight probably involves both processes. However, the second process is more influential. Three-Process Theory According to the Three-Process Theory, intelligence plays a large role in insight. Specifically, INSET involves three different processes, selective encoding, combination, and comparison, which require intelligence to apply to problems. Selective encoding is the process of focusing attention on ideas relevant to a solution, while ignoring features that are irrelevant. Selective combination is the process of combining the information previously deemed relevant. Finally, selective comparison is the use of past experience with problems and solutions that are applicable to the current problem and solution. The Discovery of the Desired or Wanted Experience, Person, Place or Thing. Four-Stage Model. According to the Four-Stage Model of Insight, there are four stages to problem solving. First, the individual prepares to solve a problem. Second, the individual incubates on the problem, which encompasses trial and error, etc. Third, the insight occurs, and the solution is illuminated. Finally, the verification of the solution to the problem is experienced. Since this model was proposed, other similar models have been explored that contain two or three similar stages. Psychiatry. In psychology and psychiatry, insight can mean the ability to recognize one's own mental illness. This form of insight has multiple dimensions, such as recognizing the need for treatment and recognizing consequences of one's behavior stemming from an illness. A person with very poor recognition or acknowledgment is referred to as having poor insight or lack of insight. The most extreme form is an asignosa, the total absence of insight into one's own mental illness. Many mental illnesses are associated with varying levels of insight. For example, people with obsessive-compulsive disorder and various phobias tend to have relatively good insight that they have a problem and that their thoughts and their actions are unreasonable, yet are compelled to carry out the thoughts and actions regardless. Patients with schizophrenia and various psychotic conditions tend to have very poor awareness that anything is wrong with them. Today, some psychiatrists recognize psychiatric medication may contribute to the patient's lack of insight. This is viewed into the metaphysical theater Amker FM podcast. Let's get metaphysical. Insight can also refer to other matters in psychology. Problem solving behavior requiring an insight is a subject of insight phenomenology. An insight is the derivation of a rule which links cause with effect. The mind is a model of the universe built up from insights. Thoughts of the mind fall into two categories. Analyses of past experience with the purpose of gaining insight for use within this model at a later date simulations of future scenarios using existing insights in the mind model in order to predict outcomes a mature mind has assimilated many insights and represents a sophisticated model of the universe. The mind model might be inaccurate. When insight is not subordinate to a validation discipline like the scientific method, fallacious thinking can result in a confused mind. Intuition, which is often described in the popular literature as an alternative thought process, is merely another manifestation of insight. In this process, multiple bits of seemingly unrelated data are linked together and a hypothesis or plan of action is generated. Usually, this process is generated in a novel situation. Such a circumstance lends data which had previously seemed unrelated. The categories and analytical process, however, are not distinct from any other form of insight. The only difference is the degree of novelty of the stimulus. Spirituality. The Pali word for insight is Vipassana, which has been adopted as the name of a kind of Buddhist mindfulness meditation. Recent research indicates that mindfulness meditation does facilitate solving of insight problems with dosage of 20 minutes. Marketing. Pat Conroy points out that an insight is a statement based on a deep understanding of your target consumer's attitudes and beliefs, which connect at an emotional level with your consumer, provoking a clear response. This brand understands me that is exactly how I feel. Even if they've never thought about it quite like that, which, when leveraged, has the power to change consumer behavior. Insights must affect a changing consumer behavior that benefits your brand, leading to the achievement of the marketing objective. Insights can be based on Real or perceived weakness to be exploited in competitive product performance of value. Metaphysical theater pedcast anchor fm attitude now or perceived barrier in the minds of consumers regarding your brand inattention. Attention is not a mandatory action. It is a self-actuated process by self-or-self. Self. Untapped or compelling belief or practice is overrated. Insights are most effective when they are slashed one of the following. Unexpected perception created a disequilibrium. Change momentum of unwanted exploited via a benefit or point of difference at your brand the metaphysical theater by JohnTVrz.com. i can do deliver original metaphysical expression available nowhere else on the net in order to be actionable as the expression of a consumer truth an inset has to be stated as an articulated sentence containing an observation or a wish for instance i would like to become translated to god from man as i know myself friend by my own authentic process a motivation explaining the wish, for instance because, I am that I am, no barrier preventing me from being satisfied with the fulfillment of my personal experience of being of God as exists. In technical terminology, inside market research is the understanding of a specific local market by referring different sources of information, such as quantitative research and qualitative research, proving for the consumer's inside. Into human metaphysics. This is the metaphysical theater podcast hosted excellently by Amkra FM Free at the Google Play Store.